Hello everyone and welcome to a post-mortem interview. What do you say? You don't know what post-mortem is? Well, that's after the fact, after it all happened. It's all done, the story is over. Well, somewhat. It's a bit fake in that regard. Anyway! Man. Um, tonight with me is Brian. Hi there. How are you doing, Dan? Good. Um, so, if people don't know, this is a Brian of Image Inform. They did earlier this year, they released Steamroll Dick to the public. I believe in August. Yep, that's correct, in August. Um, and that's quite a while back. It's currently November, so that's roughly three months now. Yeah, more or less. We've had, we've had a fantastic three months. And very much thanks to you, of course, Dan. You're the guy who started it all. Oh gosh, really? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a, uh, it was fantastic time. Uh, so we released on August seven in Europe and Australia, and then August eight in the U.S. And mm-hmm. the day before that, August six in the evening, I was, I was very sleep deprived, and I was talking to this Dutch guy uh, for a very long time, and I didn't know where it was going to lead. I don't. I, um, uh, who? Who was that Dutch guy? Hmm. I have no idea. Oh, it was. Fantastic. Let's figure it out. <laughs> oh, it was great, Dan. It was. Uh, yeah, we we couldn't really know where we were going uh, during our interview. I think it's it's lovely to to be back talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, that's actually what the first few questions are actually is about. Um. But to start things off, let's go back to like the end of June, which is where you wrapped up the game and sent it off to Nintendo for Lockcheck. Um, what were the first thoughts that went kind of through your head after completion? The the very first thoughts, you know, uh, when you hit that button, um, is just it's 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 sort of a cold chill that goes down your spine when you when you think about one certain feature is. Did we did we fix everything with that? Are, are we really sure? Did we have everything in order? And then, and then just a few minutes after that, it's that sort of immense feeling of relief when you. For us, I mean, Steam will dig uh, was. It's it's pretty much by far the the longest time we've spent on one single game and. Uh, at least if you count the man hours um, i mean we've yeah. spent we've spent quite a few uh, calendar months on games before but this was such an effort from from us by our standards there were so many people involved and uh, just so many late nights and uh, it was so it was sort of first it was horror then it was relief and then it was sort of a little bit sad or empty even. It's like, okay, what do we do now? And the answer was, well, it was, it was an obvious answer because it was the end of June and Sweden sort of dies in July. So we just, we closed the office and went on vacation for a month. And... The promotion of the title wasn't so evergreen as it is was it right now. Um, were you kind of hopeful that it would reach an audience in the end? You know, we were we were very um, um, 
we were very insecure about that, really, because we had been. This may sound strange or, or stupid, even, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it that we didn't really uh, at the time when we had finished the game, we had been our noses had been so close to the screen for so long that we really we didn't really know if the game was was decent or even good or maybe even great we um yeah. so we didn't really have an inkling and and we sort of while it was sort of strange the whole scenario because we had been so wrapped up in development and we had so little time during development to sort of um, create the marketing and the PR material that um, we felt that uh, when everybody had gone on vacation, I, I felt that I had a month to myself to sort of figure out how we should market this game. <laughs> so it's it it that's why it sounds extremely stupid that you spend you spend so much time and and so much effort and so much money making a game and then you. And you really haven't figured out how to reach the audience yet. And, and also, I mean, it was our first effort on the 3DS. I was, just after we had finished development, I was sort of thinking to myself, maybe maybe we should have started out with a smaller game just to see what, what the 3DS is like. Mm. God, what have, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we thought... It's it's that the people who tested it at the end they were they were positive and uh, but yeah we still didn't know if if it was going to reach the public and we didn't really know how we were going to do it how are we going to reach out? So the title was coming closer and closer and we got in contact for roughly like a week before the game came out. I was already following you the Twitter at the time, which wasn't many followers, but. I could just see you asking away every site you could find. Um, how were the sites initially when you approached them? Well, it, that's that's. Let me. Can I just uh, can I dwell here on this question a little bit because it's uh, it was it was an amazing week. Um, like you say, we got in contact roughly a week before the game came out. So the yeah. game came out August seven. I, I'm not lying when when I tell you that on July 30, 31st, the end, yeah. the last day of July, we were back in the office and I still had no real clue how we should reach out with this game. We had, um, I had sort of been, I felt trapped during the whole month of, of July, sort of holding myself hostage because I was trying trying very hard to relax during vacation, but I was just, uh, I was feeling like such an idiot because the guys and the girl in the office, they had made a fantastic game. I really thought so in July. When we had finished it in June, I, I wasn't so sure, but when I, when I was playing it again and again uh, in, in mid-July and uh, and the week, the week that followed, I was just, I thought, this is great. The game is great. It's up to one person here now to actually market this game and get it out so that people find out about it and I had no idea I had really no idea I was you know I was I was throwing stuff around just to to seem like 
like some guy who knew I was telling the guys that we should definitely do something something very special in social media and so on and I hadn't I didn't really know what I was talking about I I I knew we've we'd done stuff before on Facebook but I just felt it's such a um it's Facebook is so defensive it's it's sort of it's not an aggressive social media you can't put up a a Facebook page and sort of butt into people's conversations and, and so on I mean, you can only reach the people you know and so I was when I got back I, and just at the end of July I was I was thinking okay Twitter the I have to sort of learn how to use Twitter and and sort of use it to our advantage. Yeah. And so I looked at our Twitter account at that point and we had 70 followers and uh, it was a lot of my friends and my mom and uh, not very influential people in that on that Twitter account. Mm. And uh, I was I was staring at it and I thought okay there must be a way with this Twitter thing where I can if I if I go out and sort of find the people that are influential and ask them to follow us, then maybe they can they would like to um, um, to write about the game. Yeah. But then something really important actually happened. Very many important things happened during that first week of August before we um, um, when we released the the game. Yeah. First just a, one or two days after I was sort of tearing my hair out because I didn't have a plan, Nintendo uh, sent us an email. So Ed Valiente at Nintendo of Europe, who is a fantastic guy, period. He um, sent us an email and he said, I've I've played Steam Will Dig all summer and it's a, it's a fantastic game. Um, I've pulled a few strings here at Nintendo of Europe and... I've arranged so that uh, the the head of Nintendo of Europe, Shibata-san, he will present Steam Will Dig during the Nintendo Direct, or the Direct Connect. Sorry, yeah. uh, and it was amazing because we had really we hadn't heard of anything like that before. That a third-party title would get that sort of attention um, during the Direct Connect. Uh, oh, Nintendo Direct. Sorry. Nintendo Direct. Yes, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sort uh, of thinking as I speak. Yeah, of course, the yeah. Nintendo Direct. And uh, and so I was um, uh, I was very happy about that. And then I thought, okay, then we have something really, we have something great going for the game. But at the same time, Ed was telling us that we couldn't really tell anyone about this. We had to keep the, a lid on it. So we couldn't uh, uh, talk to people uh, that it would that it was going to be aired so uh, so I said so I was still in the same spot where I didn't have a lot of Twitter connections and we had such a meager press list as well then this then the next fantastic thing happened that just one day after that maybe it was around August 2nd or something and the game was going to be released on August 7 maybe I hope I'm not exaggerating here, but a very friendly guy called Jens Andersson, the guy who has made Colors 3D for um, for the Nintendo 3DS, mm-hmm. 
um, by it was just an off chance that I I um, got in contact with him. I I sent an email, actually asking something else to a forum of Swedish game developers, and he wrote me uh, privately back and said that he was very very happy to see uh, another Swedish developer uh, doing something for the 3ds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, um, in that same email, he said, "Here's my, here's my, here are my sales figures, and uh, if there's anything else you need, just give me a call." And I was out at lunch when I got it, and then when I got back, I, um, I saw his mail and started writing a thank you note. And then another email from him arrived, where he said, "By the way, here's my press list. Uh, uh, these are my press contacts. Please use them. Uh, I think they could be useful to you." So it was. Um, uh, I hope Jens doesn't get bogged down with requests from me telling uh, telling you this, but I I just wanted to highlight what a fantastic guy. Uh, uh. Well, yeah, I, I've, I've discussed um, Color 3D beforehand, and uh, and again and again also it's another title I really love on the 3DS. Fantastic little software, um, and he was a fantastic guy to talk to. So yeah. Props to the guy. Oh, extremely generous, and uh, I mean, it just came out of the blue. So, um, yeah, really, really amazing. And so, then we had sort of a, a decent list of press contacts all of a sudden, and we had it was Nintendo of Europe was going to put it in their video bro- broadcast. Yeah, but we we still sort of had uh, we didn't have an amazing amount of. Um, followers on Twitter. I mean, we had the we had the press contacts now and we had Nintendo in our corner. But yeah. the general public was they they just weren't there. So I made I think I made at least 25 wrong moves on Twitter the first days. I I was sort of I was sending the same tweet to a lot of people who I thought were influential and uh, another Dutch guy. I mean, I'm surrounded by beautiful Dutch guys, but he actually sent me a very friendly uh, uh, tweet saying, "You know, you're actually uh, right now. You're not. You're not communicating with people. You're you're stalking them, or you're you're spamming them. You should just stop doing that." And then I was at a loss again. I almost started crying because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And then. Uh, I was just a little. Well, by- well the, the the fun part is, I actually started following because you did that because I I knew this was something something that's going on here. <laughs> okay, may- so maybe it wasn't wrong, but the, yeah. L- later the same day, I actually got an email from from Twitter um, that said that it seems like you're spamming people on Twitter and you shouldn't be doing that. That's that's very rude. If if we if we see this again, we will shut down your Twitter account. And then I was like, oh, my God, I don't have a gun. And now I won't even have the ammo for that gun that I don't have. So uh, so I sort of I sort of kept looking for people who seemed like they were into Nintendo uh, 3DS games. And I was deliberately just making very minor changes to my to the tweets that I was sending out. And I was trying to be very friendly the whole time yeah. um, and, uh, and not act, act like something that I wasn't. I was, I didn't try to sound like a salesperson or, 
I try to sound like a very small developer who doesn't really know what he's doing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so there, there it was. And then, so we sent out a press release uh, and uh, just a few days before we released it. And then we got, I was... I was waiting by the the computer for for these guys to sort of write me back and say, "Yeah, can we have a a, a review code for the game?" And I was I was just waiting and waiting for for those emails to arrive. And then yeah. it maybe it felt like I was sitting there for half a day, but maybe ten minutes after I'd sent it out, the the first email arrived from. Uh, from a Swedish site saying that yeah that that could be that could be nice we we'd like to take a look at the game the the trailer looks looks very good mm-hmm. and uh, and so um, then a little by little we we got more requests for promo codes and we sent out just almost to everyone who requested one yeah yeah and uh, the sites were when we um, yeah, when when we approached them, we they were just being very friendly. They realized that they had they were dealing with a, a very small developer that was sort of trying very hard to do everything by themselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's an extremely long answer to a very <laughs> very solid question. <laughs> Please, thank you very much. Very thank you very much. So I was one of the people who I think contacted in that first day. Um, and we did an interview on August 6th, but before that I actually got a code, and you asked some very specific things. Can you remember that? Uh, did I... I hope I didn't ask you to uh, to write a very, very positive review. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, you, want, you wanted me to experience the game as much as I possibly could, and at the same time, you wanted me to take my time with it, which I did. Um... This is a unique approach because others really want to get the word as soon as possible out there. Did you feel strongly about people exploring it at your own pace, or was there some other mentality behind it? Well, I think with Steam Will Dig, it's a game. I mean, for those who haven't played it yet, it's it's a game where that you can either you can uh, can spend a lot of time exploring the game. But you can also sort of speed run through it if you want to. Yeah. I think since there is so much to discover in the game, I, I sort of want people to take their time with it. And it's yeah. That's you know that's um, that's for for a lot of reasons. Or the 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 main reasons are this. I mean, um, if if you sort of speed run through it the first time and then and then write a review about it. it there will be so many things that you haven't explored, and I think you would be missing something. And also, I mean, if you play the game eh, the first time, just yeah, just take the take your time while you do it because it's there is so much to see. And the, the second second reason is um, that we had spent so much time just polishing every little detail in the game <laughs> <laughs> that I really wanted people to see see all those pretty little things. And then there, obviously there's the third reason that we didn't want people, reviewers, to 
rush through where I mean obviously you could be asking that in vain because uh, reviewers have a very tight schedule I mean I'm talking to you and uh, you're it's sounds like you you should like you could use another Dan to <laughs> there could be I two could, of you yeah. to to do the load and I was sort of hoping that um, that reviewers would be able to sort of take their time with it and uh, and and go through uh, rather than uh, rush through and say okay it's 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 a it's a very short game and and not very much happens in the game. I really wanted people to to explore and and feel that it's actually quite rich. Mm -hmm. So. When we did the interview, I felt very strongly what you said during your bits because you really explained the feelings behind the title and I truly appreciated that. And I was already playing, so it became these 30 minutes where I finally got what every single piece meant. Um, is the philosophy something you wanted to get out there on the front? Well, yeah, I, I really wanted to... Uh, I wanted to explain... Um, about the world of Steamworld because it's there is a depth there that we are just we're just hinting at it in Steamworld Dig mm -hmm. and I really I wanted to tell the world that this game is just one of the games in the Steamworld series we're, we're going to make a lot of different Steamworld games we have so many so many great ideas for it, I think, and the, mm. and the, um, yeah, maybe we can get to that later in the uh, later in this interview. I can talk yeah. about the, the what we're what we're sort of coming up with next, but it's so I, I really wanted to tell you about Steamworld and how it has come about. Why are the robots the good guys, and why what happened to humanity? Why why are they uh, such low lives? Mm. So, in that interview where he talked about the trials and tribulations of the development cycle, uh, what was for you the hardest to convey to people? I think you can easily mention it since that initial period has now passed. Well, but, you know, it's Steamwell Dig is a, is a, we refer to it as a mining platform adventure. Yeah. So, to, to your average person or average gamer or player, does that that's three words does that mean does that give you an image of what this game is about and so it was it's really hard to 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 uh, to talk to people and sort of explain what the game is about without sort of comparing the game to other games where uh, either you just say that yeah it's a mining platform adventure <laughs> take that image and run with it or you can sort of start going into describing the gameplay uh, elements and so on. And um, um, we really didn't want to come out at the very start saying that, yeah, this is a game that has uh, elements from other classic games in it. We, and it, it's, it's interesting that we didn't want to say that because when we made when we made Steamworld Dig, we really wanted to sort of flirt a little with other classic titles such as Metroid or Dig Dug and uh, 
Mr. Driller and so on. They, they're, we wanted to say that, yeah, look at this game. It's, it's in that vein. We, we want to pay homage to these classics. But at the same time, we didn't want to say, yeah, it's a game like, it's like this game, but not. And so on. So, yeah, it was really hard to, to tell people what it was about. Um, and I, I still actually think it's pretty hard to, uh, to tell people how it works. Uh, because as soon as you, you, you mentioned that it's a mining game, yeah. people will get sort of a Minecrafty uh, vision of it. That okay, so you're digging. So, but the Minecraft is already out there. Like, yeah, but it's not like Minecraft. Okay, so, so it's a digging game, but it's not like Minecraft. No, it's not. It's actually more like, it, it has, other elements that sets it apart. It's a mix of gen- genres, and then you sort of see that they get glassy-eyed and uh, and drift, drift away from the, <laughs> from the conversation. So it's. It's actually quite hard, I think, to uh, to describe it. It's not a simple platformer. It's not a simple mining game, and it's n- certainly not just an adventure. It's it's a mix of all those three, and it. I yeah. just hope that uh, people will find out for themselves. So, going back to that week where it was released. So, the day before that Nintendo Direct happened, and. We already knew at that point that it was announced, but I knew it the day beforehand because you kindly, you you dropped a hint at it, at, 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 sort of. I I could get, grasp the hint from saying, yeah, you're going to that point. Uh, and soon well, then it was announced. We did the interview uh, because I specifically we waited the day because I wanted to try the game. Then we did the interview and then we could talk about it. Um, so I released that interview that same evening. Rushed through the editing. Uh, that was something I've never done before, I think. Um, and I think we released at the correct time because people didn't have to wait for long. Um, and then it was announced at the Nintendo Direct. How much impact do you feel that it had, like the Direct presentation and people seeing it and thinking, maybe I should download this? I, I think... Um... I think it definitely had an impact. Uh, n- maybe not, maybe not by just what you saw when you saw Steam World Dig uh, in the in the in Nintendo Direct. Yeah. But but also that it actually was included there. It was yeah. Nintendo was sort of going out on a. Uh, they were going somewhere where they hadn't really gone before very much. I should say they were well, they were. Yeah. They were taking a game from a very small and unproven developer, throwing it in there, and giving it a lot of presence in 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 a presentation where where you are sort of used to Nintendo um, talking very very much about their their own uh, games and the uh, third party titles that uh, that they also discussed. They're shown sort of together in a segment where you get maybe 10 seconds each. And so I think, I think it sort of had a sideways impact because people were looking at it and they were not prepared to see some, some stupid little game like that interfere with, with the rest of the business. 
Well, to, to be fair, to be fair, the big guns were already out there because Iwata was already yeah, said goodbye, and then came the lovely Shibata on stage, which um, which he pretty much said from, "Hey, this game is coming out today, and here's some footage," and people saw it, and it was before like another segment of a whole bunch of Wii U games, but it's uh, it's it was special to see that game on its own there, just out there as that this lonely 3DS title. Yeah. It's right. And it was, um, um, I think, it must have had impact because um, we just had some very nice sales figures uh, from the from the very start. But at the same time, I mean, we, um, I think it's, I think it did a lot for us as a developer that Nintendo went out and, and said this. Because if Nintendo is pushing it and it turns out to be a great game, then they have sort of done everything right. They have, they're showing that they are very indie friendly, that they're yeah. gi- giving indies a lot of um, exposure. And they're not, at the same time, they're not taking a risk on a game that is so-so. It's actually, they're, they're showing off a game that is, that is truly great. They, they, can, they can look into the future and say, from this game is going to be nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it was definitely had a it had a lot of impact on it, but maybe not only the uh, the Nintendo Direct presentation. I think also that Nintendo themselves were prepared to back it up with with promotions for the game. They were actually displaying it quite nicely in the in the eShop. Both well, in, in, in Europe, in-, in Europe, it was very prominently for like several weeks. It even had its own slot. So. Yeah, it was almost like we got used to it, you know. <laughs> yeah. We were we were in, we were almost sad when they when they took it off the the, the top shelf. But it, it sort of had it also it seemed like it had earned a presence there in, in the shop. And then America caught on um, uh, a couple of weeks after Nintendo Europe. So for 2 weeks we didn't have that sort of exposure in the US and it was very that was very noticeable. Yeah, it, it was definitely noticeable in their press release. So I, th- I think I think I sent you a message about that. Even I said, "From oh look, it's at the bottom of the press release." Yeah, and I was I was very sad about that because at that point I had finished the game and reviewed it. So so I was looking at at American releases at that time. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was sort of where you maybe maybe where you expected it to be, and it. It also shows you what a rookie uh, developer we we are. I mean, we it's only this is only three months ago, and uh, we're not, we we haven't turned into geniuses overnight. Um, yeah. At at least not I have not. I mean, the the rest of the team at Image Inform are all geniuses, but uh, I <laughs> I'm still learning how to do this PR marketing stuff. I the thing is that. When I got the uh, the message from Ed Valiente that uh, Nintendo of Europe was going to include it in the Nintendo Direct presentation, I just, for some reason, I thought that they were communicating um, uh, a lot about the title, about Steamwell Dig, with Nintendo of America, which which they may have done, but I should have sort of, I should have talked a lot more directly with Nintendo of America before I, before the release. It just shows that 
we we are still learning a lot of stuff here. Fair enough. So the the press took notice, and there was a gigantic turnaround on the game. I think the how were those initial few days after that that special launch moment? It was it was it was very very hectic, very turbulent, and uh, and uh, very um, sleepless, I should say, because one of the effects of uh, releasing in Europe, Australia, and the U.S. at the same time with just one day's difference is that there's going to be a, a, a if if it's so well received as steam will dig was it, there is going to be a lot to deal with during those um, those first that first week and uh, and uh, it since you're on three different continents it means that you sort of have to stay awake the whole time to sort of catch everything when it just when it happens and so I think I was, maybe for a week, I was averaging some two or three hours per night. And it was... Oh, dear. It was very hard. I mean, of course it's hard if you don't get sleep. I have I have a lot of kids, so I, I remember what it's like not not to be able to sleep for a few months. But, but this was just so intense. And I was... At the whole time, the whole time this was happening, I was... Uh, since since it was so immediate on the with the Nintendo Direct presentation and then the launch and then all of the reviews or very many reviews coming within a space of just um, just one or two or three days and they were all so positive it just meant that it was like a tidal wave that built from nothing it's like a tsunami even you have an earthquake and then there's this huge wave coming and. It was it was very hectic and it was it was like uh, it was a super high. It was fantastic. Yeah. Just uh, reading, uh, it was even hard to sort of to digest all this all this amazing press that we that we're getting for this game. The the thing the thing the interesting thing was in the first few days after my review was up, I was like. I checked all of this other stuff other people were saying about it. That's because I was so... I was just done on the game, so I was just feeling from... How are people other feeling about this? Because I had this, like, pre-launch experience, which is also kind of really scary. And I also have to with like, another few, like, eShop titles. I don't know how other people will react to it. And then... And seeing other people just being so positive was just... It was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if it was amazing for you, it was yeah. You can imagine how it was for us because it was. Um, we were sort of, we became like spoiled children just in a in a space, just in a few days because we got um, we got such fantastic reviews that when we, I think there is a review from um, uh, We Brazil or We You Brazil that gave yeah. it. That gave it only six out of ten, and we were sort of shocked. And we, we were discussing whom to put on a plane to go, go over to Brazil to threaten some people. It was like they were, they had their take on the game, and, uh, and they said this is a, this is a very nice game. Um, well, it's it's but it's a digging game. Maybe it's not for everyone, right? And uh, and uh, it was that was that was pretty difficult to sort of. And sit there and start 
almost expect to get very, very high marks from everybody. So it means when we got on the, any off review that wasn't like a, an eight, eight or a half, nine, or even a 10, it was like, those are very few, those reviews. I mean, but it was, it was almost devastating to get, we felt like, oh my God, we're misunderstood. It's only seven and a half out of 10. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, it was, yeah. it, it was those, those few days afterwards, we just, it was like, like being very high on something just uh, and I'm, I don't do drugs. So I, that's sort of what I assume being high, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was fantastic. It was really fantastic. Exhilarating. Um, so the press goes hand in hand with the consumer. Um, how was the mix of the feedback on the title? Were there folks who were like extremely negative towards it? You, you know, it, this may sound like an outright lie, but to to this day, I, I haven't had contact with one person who it, who has thought that the game is bad or even so-so. People, mm. may, maybe that maybe that's not the truth of it. I mean, if, if you think a game is so-so, are you going to, to send me a, tw a tweet about it? It's like, hi, I played your game. It's so-so. <laughs> but if you're really negative about it, then, then I think we should be seeing that. And we, there is, there is no one who is, who is negative about it. It's usually what people call it an awesome game. And it's, 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 it's what we we're getting we we're getting used to it but we try not to get used to it if whenever someone writes anything about steam will dig we try to respond as as soon as we can and we're going to keep doing that for as long as we make games because if we if we don't talk to the players then uh, or if we get too important to talk to the players then we have lost something important along the way i think um, another aspect is sales, and this is possibly the most important end goal of every game company. Um, how are understandings, and what are your personal findings after being on the Nintendo 3DS eShop for a while now? Well, I should. Uh, sales is obviously very, very important. It's it's if we don't have if we don't have sales, and if our don't games don't break even, then well, the then the uh, the outlook is very bleak. We can't uh, we can't sustain ourselves if we don't have good mm -hmm. sales. Um, I I'd say uh, th since this is a postmortem, I, I can sort of re uh, reveal how how the game has been selling and uh, and what our initial expectations were. Yeah. So we've. I think we have spent more time on Steamworld Dig, uh, more man hours than people, than maybe people think that an indie developer can do, uh, because we wanted it to be very, very polished and actually be a contender for, um, for any, to stand up against any sort of handheld game, and uh, so. We, uh, as at, as of now, we haven't 
broken even with Steamwell Dig yet. We, I think we need to sell uh, um, another 50% of what we've sold now to, uh, to break even. And, uh, but it also, um, we had some cash from before to, to sort of use from the beginning. And then we borrowed some from some, some very delightful people. And so now that we're sort of getting paid for the game, it's actually quite nice. It, we're sort of sustaining ourselves very well at the, at this point. But, um, um, what, what is fascinating is how naive we were about the uh, the eShop before we uh, um, before we released the game, because we were sort of discussing what we could expect, and we were looking at the install base for the 3DS, and I think there, you know this better than me, Dan, but my guess is that there is somewhere between 40 and 45 million 3DS units. Uh, in the world now, I, if I'm off, then I'm very sorry. But I think it's—I I don't know exactly no. either, so don't worry. I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's there somewhere, and um, and and we thought that okay, if there are so many units out, and the platform itself isn't, people aren't—they haven't started putting away their 3DSs now. I mean, they haven't. No. There is no 4DS <laughs> yet, and so. Well, there's a 2DS. Yeah, there's but... a 2DS, and I'm very, I'm actually quite pleased with with the 2DS. Do you want to digress here a little bit? What do you think about the 2DS? <laughs> I like the 2DS. Uh, many people say that they don't really like it or they don't have very interest in it, but I think it's a cool little device. Yeah, I think so too. And it's uh, as always, they surprise us. All of a sudden, there is a new, uh, there's a new I DS device. Yeah, you should do that. Give us the extra cells, or maybe I have a I have a review code for you. <laughs> I already reviewed the game. No, no. So, but what I should say there is that we were so we were so naive or so overly optimistic about the cells. We were like, we were saying, or I remember we were saying, I was saying that uh, yeah, there's some forty million units out there, three uh, DS units. I mean, it would be crazy if if we at least have a decent game and we won't be able to sell a hundred thousand copies. We must be able to to sell that, uh, and uh, and we were and everybody was high fiving each other and saying, "Yeah, it's going to be great." <laughs> and uh, and I think, yeah, we'll get there. It's it's uh, I don't. That's not unrealistic. But I'm actually. I'm I'm sort of surprised at the discrepancy. We we've gotten uh, just fantastic press, uh, and all the people who play it are just delighted. That's at least that's the image I have of um, people um, uh, of the reactions to Steamworld Dig. So people love it. The press love it. Um, so where are all these other 3DS units? <laughs> Well, there is a figure that, like, I think 80% of them are online, so they must must have seen it on the eShop sometime, somewhere. You think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I mean, a lot of those units are in Japan, obviously, and and and, and in Asia. I think um, since we're coming out with the, on the Japanese eShop very soon, um, um, 
it'll be interesting to see how it does in Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there are already like 10 million units there alone, so we'll see. Well, we'll see. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first time we actually talked in the flesh was at Gamescom 2014 um, in Cologne. Uh, and there you are already like discussing the the future. One of the things is like that, like we just said, the game is coming to Japan. Um, how is that? Ex- how exciting is that for you personally? And how difficult is it to get your game on the 3 d as eShop? Oh, in Japan. Uh, in J- yeah, in Japan. Yeah. It's uh, it's well, maybe maybe you need to know a little bit more about me. Um, it's I've spent I've lived for quite many years in Japan. When I was younger and, and even more stupid, so it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it's sort of, it's. I don't ha- hold a grudge against Japan, so it's not like payback time. But uh, at the same, it, it, it feels like I'm coming uh, sort of full circle with getting, getting our game uh, out in Japan, and mm. and it's sort of, it's, since I've spent so much time there, I. I speak Japanese and I can read a fair amount and I can actually do some communication and writing with um, with Japanese people so uh, whenever I see a Japanese person person uh, tweeting about Steam Will Dig I I sort of immediately get on their case and uh, and don't let go until we've had a a nice little chat um so it's with it's also like this in in 1991 i was uh, i was part of the multimedia boom that that sort of exploded in japan with in 1991 i mean the the backstory is that apple released system 7 and uh, and you could sort of start making multimedia presentations you could make cd rom games for the first time and i was actually part of that so th- you could you could say that commercially i i made my first games in japan and now we're i didn't really see myself making games for japan uh, um through image and form it's uh, it's it's just i don't think you can imagine how exciting it is it's very very exciting and then the japanese uh, 3ds eShop or the the japanese eShop is a little different from um, from the American one and the and the European one, in that, in Japan you will actually, you will need a Japanese publisher, or you need, either you need to be a Japanese developer, or you will have to go through a Japanese publisher. Mm. It was, it's actually like this. We, um, I was in Japan in January when, when um, Steam will dig was just three months into uh, development and I and I was I was showing a prototype to uh, I was there to meet with a few different Japanese publishers because we sort of we wanted to have it released in Japan as well Hmm. and we think that it should appeal to the Japanese players as well and uh, so I had lined up a few meetings and I had this prototype where you couldn't you couldn't do very much in the game and we hadn't, it wasn't very polished and it was very, that was the first time, uh, like you, you, you asked the question before, <laughs> uh, what is the hardest thing to convey to people? I mean, 
the hardest thing in the world is to sit with a game prototype and sort of trying to convince people that it's going to be an excellent game where they're actually, they were sitting with the 3DS and they were digging uh, and they were digging for gold and we, we didn't really have, uh, the game wasn't finished in our heads either. So it was really hard to sit and tell them that this is going to be a truly exceptional game. Do you want to publish it in Japan? And so I talked to a few publishers and uh, they sort of wanted to think it over. And then, um, well, having been in Japan, I, it's it's never a good sign when when a Japanese person tells you that this looks very interesting, we need to discuss it. It sort of, it, even a yes can mean a no in Japan. So a maybe is, is a, is a no, no. So, but one of the publishers uh, stuck with us. Um, it's a publisher called Integro mm. who said that um, they really wanted to see more. Uh, instead of, instead of saying no immediately, they wanted to, follow us through and they actually could see the potential for it in Japan and just um, actually by Gamescom when when you and I met in the flesh for the first time uh, we sort of sealed the deal and, uh, you told me yeah for yeah. The, for uh, with Integro to to publish it in Japan mm. so when um, that was it was very good because they were being very serious about it I think they were asking a lot of right questions along the way. They weren't they weren't just going to bet on something that they didn't know anything about it, about, but they were intrigued enough not to let it go. So they it seems like we've yeah, it's it's it, it feels very good that Integro is going to publish it for us. Mhm. Mm there, you are not the only guys who get published in Japan. I think the 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 way Wolf Forward guys have a title coming out this week, so it's all Western titles all coming to Japan now, all taking over the Japanese eShop. And and also actually, uh, then uh, I again, um, Colors 3D is coming out in Japan, and uh, maybe you don't know that, but Gunman Clive as well uh, has been released. Gunman Clive, Gun Gun yeah, Gunman Clive has been has done. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which I think actually Chinese. They are, yeah. Actually, I've, I've, I've talked a bit with Circle Entertainment. It just seems like a fabulous bunch of people as well. Yeah. So I think it, it's very, in, it's a very interesting time to be an indie, where you, if you have a decent game, uh, um, you don't immediately get turned away, or you don't stand there with your hat in your hand begging people to take yeah. it it's it's sort of there's another openness uh, now i think it's yeah. it's very very exciting and i'm very happy for battle herberg at um, uh, the maker of gunman clive uh, yeah that is coming to japan because it's well it is out there so people can download it if they have a japanese 3ds but maybe they should i think they should yeah it's uh, i think it's a lovely little title it's it's yeah. great um Another thing I was taken aback by back at Gamescom is how many appointments you had because you were so busy. I think we talked for three minutes and you had to go. Uh, it was like if the, the gigantic version of the world has, was finally open to speak to you, 
And it, it opened the doors for a 3DS download title, no less. I was kind of impressed by how much love it was given at the end. It's, that's, uh, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're very, that's very, very, uh, um, observing of you that you actually could yeah you, you remember that because we were before steam will dig we had made until for the um uh for ios and, uh, and for for android and that's until is a fantastic game as well but the market in the ios and android market is so different you you don't you 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 you're not talking days or weeks. You're talking hours where you stay in the limelight. Here it was. We had released a Nintendo mm, download title, and and people were just lining up to talk to us. And it was um, it was very humbling because it's we have made nothing before for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, and um, that I, I, maybe it's not so much about us, but rather that the Nintendo 3DS is a very, very interesting platform. But, mm. uh, I mean, all through spring um, and also working through summer of 2013, there's been some very, very strong titles coming out for the Nintendo 3DS. Yep. And, and here's this, shit little developer coming out of Gothenburg, Sweden with a hit game for the 3DS. So that if the 3DS is a hot platform and they have the hottest game, we need to talk to them. And, mm. and everybody was just very nice and uh, very forgiving of my whimsic whimsiness. I mean, it, here's this finally, like after years and years, the, here are journalists that want to talk to me and I I'm talking a mile a minute and I'm answering everything but their questions. And uh, I was just so thrilled to, uh, to talk to journalists that wanted to talk to us. So um, yeah. it was, it, it was a uh, Gamescom was a fantastic experience, but actually I see this may sound like sucking up to you too much, but I was so much looking forward to seeing you as well. So it was, <laughs> it was a great encounter. Yeah, that's why you said the famous line, I have a lot of things to thank for you. It's like, really? Yeah, well, it's obviously I, you don't get to tell your end of it. But I mean, I think everybody that listens to you should know or should know that we appreciate it so much. Because, I mean, it's in one night you, you managed to make do an interview with me that was obviously too long and then you went through and edited it and then you wrote a review and then you put up two playthroughs on 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 youtube it was just it felt like i have i have people in my close family that wouldn't do so much for me <laughs> so we were just no we were so grateful i i don't think you realize how much it how important it has been for us it was it was fantastic effort oh thank you and i feel a bit humbled now yeah we should all feel humble uh, um well that love by the way by the way continued at your gamer expo 
Cry was as well. And you showed the game directly to the consumer, which was very interesting. Um, how different was that experience to you? Yeah, that's right. We went to uh, Nintendo invited us to come uh, to their to have a little stand uh, at their Eurogamer Expo um, booth, and that was very interesting because Eurogamer Expo is sort of a it's a it's a good sized uh, fair, I should say. Gamescom is extremely huge, but Eurogamer Expo fits in one building, and uh, and it's mm. not. It's not not terribly loud, and it just feels like the pace is right there. Still, there it's a lot of people, and it was showing the game directly to the consumer. It was it was a very, very different experience for us because we make the game, and then we sort of send out uh, some press releases to the press, and they talk to the consumers for us, and we have some direct contact via uh, via Twitter and Facebook with our with our mm-hmm. customers. But this was sort of all of a sudden we were we were it was like being at a market where where people were sort of walking by and we were like hi have you seen this game and it was it was a very different experience and very exciting because then you could sort of look you could sort of stand and watch people as they were playing and sort of look for their reactions and see what what are they going to are they going to, what are they going to like about this game are they going to like it at all or are they going to um, sort of just not get it and say thanks this is not for me but it was just fantastic it was people were people were playing and then some other people were just they were sort of circling around it's like yeah, i've heard of your game it's a can i play say yeah of course you can and just this guy has to finish first, and, and so we had some. It was we had some genuine interest, and then, and then at the same time we we were at we were in the Nintendo booth, and it was it was it was also interesting to see how uh, gamers gamers are predestined to go and look for their favorite game, where they were. Um, I thought that what a fantastic opportunity for players to come and look at games that they've never heard about. But mm. um, while we had a lot of people playing Steam will dig, that was nothing compared to the line of people uh, who were waiting to play, um, um, say Mario Kart or, 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 or some other title. Bayonetta 2. Let's, okay, let's stop the interview for a second to talk about why this is a problem that Bayonetta 2 had a long line. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop there for a moment. Okay, Tengami uh, from Yum Yum. Lovely people. Yeah. <laughs> Directly over their demo station was a line for Bayonetta 2 and nobody could stand in line even for Tengami. There was no line possible even. Right. Yeah, it was so terrible. Yeah, and and you know what? Nintendo actually did something wonderful for us because they, the night, excuse me, the night before, before the first day on, on at the fair, they sort of took us took us uh, indie developers out for dinner, yeah. and it was that was fabulous because we, I mean, we're indie developers for yeah. the Nintendo platform. It doesn't mean that we know each other from before, yeah. But then you just. It was such a great, great opportunity for for us to 
sort of sit and compare notes. I mean, compare our experiences so far and what, what's been tricky, what are we hoping for and yeah. what, what do you think you can expect and so on. And Tengami, like you mentioned, uh, I, I felt so sorry for them because they were, it was such a nice game and it's, yeah. it wasn't really visible and then but then uh, so i felt sorry for them but then i i was happy for some other developers like dako dako who are coming out with uh scram, scram kitty, kitty and uh, and his buddy on rails i'm gonna i'm gonna stop the interview again to talk about scram kitty <laughs> so scram kitty i played it e3 i i wasn't very sold on but but in the your gamer i was sold on that game yeah such a great game yeah it's a uh, you know, it's a, it's one of those nasty little games that's sort of creep up on you, and it's like, yeah, is this gonna be? You look at it first, and then you sort of try it, and then it's like, ah, oh, yes, it's yes. very, very nice. It's very nice. So yeah, I really hope that Daco Daco gets some 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 really good recognition for that game because in that genre, I mean, I don't know if. Well, not maybe not everyone has seen that game or seen trailers for it. It's like you sort of attach yourself to walls and then you sort of roll roll around to to collect stuff. And it's 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 the, the interview with them is still my most wanted interview. It still hasn't happened. So that's how badly I want to do that interview with them because I really like that game. That's like my next game I'm looking forward to after this one, which I played. Okay, that's lovely because yeah. well I. I've got all their email addresses. If you don't have it, just ask me. They, and they're so friendly. You should just... Uh, they're wonderful people. Guys, foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. it's uh, Eurogamer was a lovely time. And we t got to talk for like two days. And... Yeah. How were those two days were quite interesting, wasn't it? For us, it was... It was all of it was interesting. I mean, we yeah. we met with so many developers and we met with so many consumers that you sort of it it was like how do you describe it i mean when when you were looking at a consumer playing your own game for the first time it's it's like and and you see that they like it it doesn't you can't it just it it means it's like writing a piece of music and and to be one of the to be in the audience when it's played for the first time and people are applauding at the end right it it can't get any better and so uh, we we met met so many interesting and, and and great people and also all the nintendo of europe people there were we met the the how how do you What's the word in English? The the grassroots people, the people who are actually who are actually doing all of the or who are doing so much of the work at Nintendo uh, without being the 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 big bosses that you sit and and email with, and the, and everybody's just so competent and just so nice at the same time. It's, it's such a privilege to work with them. Yeah, it, it, your game was a was an insanely lot of time. I got there for the people of Nintendo Life, who also did an interview with you, I think, back there. And you had still a lot of press going for you during that couple of days. Oh yeah, I mean, we had a we had a few really really nice interviews there, uh, and one of them was with Nintendo Life, um, which was there were a few 
before we before uh, before we released the game i mean there were a few holy grails that we uh, people that we really wanted to um, to get hold of in 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 the nintendo press and you you can't imagine how hard it is to find the uh, the email address of a person if if they don't want to be <laughs> contacted directly <laughs> so it was we we really wanted to talk to nintendo world report we wanted to talk to nintendo life and we wanted to talk to official nintendo magazine and a few more um or we really wanted those sites to review our game and we really wanted to have nice reviews from those people and so it was it was sort of strange to just less than I mean, Eurogamer was less than two months after release, and then we get to meet with the Nintendo Life team, and and they're patting us on the back, and and, and yeah, it was it was uh, inter- It was it was a week. It was a week of love. Well, it is, and it, it's maybe this. Maybe it sounds artificial, and and it's like something that could go away, but. At Image and Form, we're all about love. It's uh, we. Uh, Image and Form is is maybe not like a lot of other developers. We, we, there, this. I, I can't imagine the, the, the day I would have to fire any one of them because they're, they're all like family members. It's uh, and it's a very flat organization. It's not one person who decides everything. It's. Uh, and they're brilliant, brilliant, hardworking people. And so, uh, at Image and Form, it is about love. It love is very important. Love is well, love is everything. It's important in every aspect. But if you make a game, it's about it's about loving games, and it's about loving the players that you love them enough to to give them something that they haven't played before. That that is something new and and some at the same time it's something that they recognize and and sort of want to go back to so love is love is the thing <laughs> love is the thing it keeps us going i, I could have make a song out of that now yeah <laughs> make it maybe later maybe maybe it's for the after after show um it's love it's love yeah it's it is love um now that the journey has kind of come to a close are there things that you regret or would have done differently if you had gotten the chance mm, let's see now there the things that we regret or would have done differently mm, i think maybe Maybe just that we would have been more prepared from the beginning for for the release. Uh, it it's obvious that if we if we are one week away from a release and we don't have a release plan, it's uh, there there that's not very good. No. No. At the same time, it's like now afterwards, it might look like it was. It was all planned that we were we were gonna sort of go in like an uh, like a nuke, like just a bomb that goes on 
goes off on the very day of release, and then we get just confetti everywhere. It's, um, I think, what we should do, what we will do differently uh, in the in the future is that we will sort of try to keep some of the things. Um, we will release maybe. Um, the official trailer we will release maybe just a few one or two days before we release the game just so it feels fresh for people but we will definitely once we announce what what a game will be then we will be we will talk much more about it for a longer while much more during the development process and sort of invite people from our community to to come and test it even or, or yeah so people could sort of start talking about it a, a while before we sort of come slamming in from the left hmm. I, I don't know do you know any dutch people <laughs> who would be interested in <laughs> i'm asking my for the people at home, I'm currently raising my hand, and we're both having a webcam on, so you can see it. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's something we just need to we need to get better uh, at that. At the yeah. same time, and we, I I believe in this that we keep PR and marketing in in house because no one is going to love our games as or no one is going to. Feel the love of your game as yourself. Yeah, no one is going to spend as much love on the game as we're going to do <laughs> ourselves. So we we just need to get better. We need to get better. I need to get better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, let us know what the future holds for Imaging Farm. First off, we we discussed something in the first interview. I kind of want to get back to. And that's that you were still considering going with other platforms with Steam World Dig. Is this still something you're interested in? It, are you done? Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Period. Dot. There. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, most definitely. Um, we are we are very interested in seeing Steam World Dig coming out for other platforms. See, I and. I mean, one one thing is that I would love to see many more people play it. That's yeah. one. Uh, and uh, and the other is that now we know that it works for uh, for the handheld. Will it? I mean, the controls of, of the 3DS—they're not that far from the controls of any of the other mm, big sort of stationary consoles. Uh, the uh, I mean the 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 gamepad or the hand unit is it's it's the same, right? The, it should yeah. the feeling shouldn't be different, but it would be so so very very interesting to see how people reacted to the graphics if you get it up if if you can show it in in high definition uh, uh, quality. I mean mm. to have because there there are things that you actually cannot see on on the um, on a, on the uh, the screens of the 3DS and I'm not going to slam the 3DS for it it's a brilliant unit uh, in its in its format but mm. just just l the 
the details that have gone into the the graphics it, it's yeah it's it's breathtaking really and it, it should be um I would, yeah, I would love to see it on on uh, on bigger screens. So that's the one option. Great. Um, so you have announced that a new game in the Steam series is coming to the 3DS first. Um, is there any update you want to give on that? Uh, yeah, I can. The yeah, the the that's in that question. There are actually two questions. It's like, uh, is the next Steam World game, mind you, it's not the next Steam World Dig game. It's the next Steam World game, yes. meaning, meaning that it's going to be in the Steam World universe, and yes. it's it's the next game is not going to be a direct sequel to Steam World Dig. It's not going to be a Steam World Dig two, but so the first question is, uh, it's coming to the Nintendo 3DS first. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, we will develop it for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, it will definitely, on on day one, it it'll be available on three, Nintendo 3DS. And we think it's a just a fantastic platform. Then, uh, if I have any updates on the game, the thing is that we when earlier uh, when we did Steam World when we made Steam World Dig. Uh, the first thing I went out and said about Steam Will Dig was that it was it was going to be released uh, at the end of February 2013, mm. and then I said it was going to come out at the end of March, and then the end of April, and then mm. mid May, and then June. And finally, it came out on August eighth. If there's one thing I've learned from from talking too much before everything is set in stone, it it is that it's it's very likely that I will have to eat my own words. So mm. um, I've sort of promised the rest of the team, and it's sort of they will kill me uh, if I say too much. So I, hey, I would you can say a thing to me. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'll say a, I'll say a few things. Okay. One thing is that gameplay-wise, uh, it will it will have elements from SteamWorld Dig. There will you will definitely know which environment you are. Hmm. Then there will be other gameplay elements um, in there, and the mix um, is very interesting, and the. I've played the uh, the first vertical slice, the uh, the very early alpha version of this game, mm. and it is fantastic. I I can tell you that much. It's uh, it's it's just it's the brilliance of of uh, our lead game designer Ole Håkansson. Uh, he is um, he's uh, he's a genius at that. To uh, to sort of mix stuff together that that really fit well together, mm. and uh, it was it was so exciting to just spend just spend thirty minutes playing this this next Steam World game that uh, uh, I'm yeah I was thrilled to see it. 
And I, I was while I'm while I'm name dropping here. Uh, you know, so our lead designer is Ole Håkansson. He's a genius. Uh, I was talking about the um, the art just before and um, how I would love to see all those details in uh, in more and uh, that people could actually see all the all these beautiful graphics. Uh, we have some our art director uh, Tobias Nilsson is is just one of a kind. He's, he's the best in the world, I think. And then we have just some really talented people around around those two. So the update on the game is I don't have a release date for it. I don't have a date when we will announce the title for it. Um, but I can tell you that it's going to be really very, very, very cool. Okay. Maybe is it is it easy enough to say that it comes out next year? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's very good. Uh, it's it's coming out in two thousand fourteen. Well, they, that's that's easier to say than than we. Know. <laughs> it's easier to say than no than no ever. This so we'll take that. Um, two thousand fourteen, and that is settled. <laughs> that's set in stone forever. Uh. Are there any other things on the horizon uh, for Image Informer that you want to discuss, or is that anything? Oh, um, it's just that I think one thing is that we have finally found our our vision. We, mm. when we um, in two thousand eleven, when we made Antil, we made a fantastic game. For yeah. some reason, we thought that. Now that we've made a fantastic game, we can never fail again. We will never make a mediocre game. And then immediately after um, Antil, we we went straight ahead and made some mediocre prototypes. And we sort of lost our confidence for a while there. And so when when we came out with with the um, with Steamwell Dig, it was such a huge relief that sort of knowing and daring to go to spend so much time and, and, and so much resources and money on, on, on one game, just to dare to make it as good as it is. It was, it, it was, it felt so good doing that. And, and it sort of reinforced because we, at one point we, we were, sort of at a loss when we couldn't repeat until fast enough and we sort of had to uh, draw up or write down the the vision for the company and the vision has to be to make high quality games that mm. we want to play ourselves and that people will happily re recommend to to others mm. and if we've learned one thing is that we can actually do that. We can make really great games and we just need to believe in ourselves and keep doing what we do best, which is just making games. So finally, I want you to directly say something to the fans listening in. Do you have something to say to them and are you specific folks you want to thank? Oh, well, I'd, uh, the the specific people I want to thank are there are really so many. Uh, there there are a lot of reviewers that 
that put so much love or gave so much love back. So all of the reviewers who have sort of realized who we are and, uh, and who have, who have, um, who have just reviewed the game for what it is. It's, they think it's a beautiful game and, and it sort of becomes even more astonishing when you look at the, that the, at the developer and publisher of the game. Image and Form is a, still a, very much an indie studio and all the support we we can get, we are, we appreciate and all the love we get, we, we get um, just ecstatic. And uh, also all of the out of the blue people that they don't have to tweet us to tell us that they like the game, but they do. And it, it means so much. It means, it means the world to us. We will never get, get fed up with that. It'll, it, it's fantastic reinforcement every day. And, uh, well, obviously Nintendo and, uh, final words to, uh, to the audience is that I think you should play a lot of games. You should play more games and you should try more games. And it doesn't have to be Steam World Dig, but there's, it's like deciding that you only listen to pop music or you only listen to heavy metal. There, there, there is so much music in the world and there are so many different games. Not all of them are good, but, uh, there are definitely some really, really good games out there. So don't get stuck. Try a lot of games. Play more games. Three words. Play more games. The funny part is I actually wrote a column about it. Go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Well, it's... It, it, and it, it, getting out of the comfort zone in, in trying a new game, it's not such a huge leap. It's just... No. It's... it's if, if it, it's 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 taking the first dive. That's actually the the worst part about a genre. Right, exactly. It's uh, well, you can't you can't start loving something if you don't know what it is. Just yeah. just look for it and look at games and play more games. Because people should. Yes. Yes. Is it all? Is it all you have to say tonight? Anything else before we drop the mic and leave? Oh, God. There's. Tons of things. I, I want to thank you, Dan, because, again, because you've done so much for us. I'm not talking about uh, this sort of stuff. It's just, it's constant re reinforcement. Thank you. And thanks to all, all the other lovely people that have come in contact with Steam Will Dig. It's, uh, you've changed our lives. You don't, I don't think you know what that means, but you've really done that. We are a different developer now than we were three months ago we were then we were just a small unknown studio now we're a small studio that is somewhat more known and very much more confident in what we do and a perception of course yeah exactly yep. all right with that it's it's with that i think it's time to call this one to a close and this was a very long one for a very special reason because we love you I get levels back and listen to the entire thing again. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Dan. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on today. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Bye.